Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of the Chris and Josh podcast. Hey, Chris and Josh, how are you doing? Hey, Chris. I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here again. New season. Mm-hmm. So new, new expectations. New, new season, new us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. So, yeah, hello, listeners. We are excited for the first episode of the new season we're actually excited about the new season this this podcast was supposed to be recorded that was on friday before the arsenal kickoff actually on thursday but due to some unforeseen circumstances we were not able to get it done so well, we're happy we're able to get it done this morning um so josh how have you been how is work going how is life going everything is fine things in place but work has been good life has been okay okay how about you yeah, same same old me. Nothing has changed. I I would say I enjoyed the Euros. I was happy. I was happy Italy won the final. I know you were waiting for you were waiting yeah, for yeah, it. High quality, high quality tournament. But yeah. in hindsight, I think I'm happy if you won too. So, uh, I, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's great. So we'll just get straight into the show. So today we'll be talking about we'll just be doing we know some games already happened this weekend, so we'll talk about those games. But before we before we start talking about those games, let's just pretend like we don't know the season has started and let's like make our predictions for the season. So uh, we'll just be going through some questions. The first question I have here is which newly promoted side will finish highest in the Premier League? So I think the newly promoted teams uh, Brentford, Watford and Norwich. So, which team do you see finishing highest this season? Any thoughts? Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be Norwich. Okay, Norwich, uh, right? Yeah, oh. even though they don't have the best stats to the Premier League since, um, I think Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal yeah. are in their first five games. But overall, I think I like the team. Okay. Uh, moreover, they are the ones who won the. Um, championship. The championship, okay. Last season, yes. So I think with Pupi, Cantwell, then they got um, Gilmore from Chelsea too. So okay. I think I think they'll finish highest. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of I want to go with your like with you on that because one thing I like about Norwich is the fact that they did not lose. I don't know if they lost any of their okay. They lost Buendia to Aston Villa, but generally they were able to like keep hold of their players that they relegated with. The manager is still there. Um Hook is still there, like you said, Cantwell is there, Max Aaron is there. So they still have like most of the players that had like that were there when they got relegated last season. So I think they would have a good season. But I've heard a lot about Brentford, the way they've done their recruitment using data analytics and stuff like that. So I'm just I would just want to see, I think they are the team they are the newly promoted side I'm more excited about. So I'll tip them to yeah. finish highest. So let's see how that goes. Okay, so did you, did you have anything to say about that? Or? No, 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 I'm good. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. So which uh, manager entering this season do you think is on the hottest seat? <laughs> who, who do you think is under the most pressure? Uh, I think it's Ateta and, and Uli. Ateta and Uli, <laughs> Yeah, so I think Ateta from the angle of Obviously, mm. two back-back uh, eight position, position. Um, finish, and then um, obviously like the whole issue with the fans and the pressure on the board. Yeah, and also, I think this season there's no excuse. Of course, we are not in Arsenal, not in Europe. Mm-hmm. 
and but he has to deliver basically he has to be back in Europe because there's really no hiding place um, for him this season especially considering the fact that a lot of the fans um, were calling for him to be sacked last yeah. season but the board decided to stick with him so I think he's under pressure and then Ole from the angle of well he has to deliver a trophy this season yeah. So I think uh, he has always been, when I say, he has always been a near miss mm-hmm. in terms of like last season, even getting to the final, and of course losing to Villarreal, which was bad, and yeah. finishing second, and then with the addition of Sancho, Varane, and of course the fact that it seems like Mayu will be keeping Pogba and Bruno, mm-hmm. and also I think he has to deliver trophy, the trophy this season. So I think both of them. Uh, will 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 draw a lot of attention this season. Okay, yeah, I can't like agree less with that. I just like you said, I think, I think Ateta is kind of under significant pressure, but just because like, he, I think he came with a lot of promise based on the fact that he he was like an assistant to Pep, and that whole like expectation has been there, and the fact that Arsenal has not really had a good season, like he finished eight back to back eighth position, no European. And tournament, not there's nothing like in any European tournament, so that's that's going to be pressure for him. And now you have the fans back. If you think about last season when like Arsenal went like how many games in the Premier League without winning, I think they lost or lost most of the games. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, you get so I just feel like this season is a season where it's that season where like Ateta has to deliver, he needs to get like more luck i feel like he's very unlucky like most games he just finds a way to lose <laughs> to lose or like drop points like you hardly see a game where like arsenal did not deserve to win and they win it's more of like arsenal actually played but they end up like dropping points or something so i think then only 200 i agree i think Ole has actually like he has tried to an extent a little bit just because of that whole stability man management and progress in the Premier League and all but he actually has a lot to prove too because Manchester United should be a title winning club like you said you yeah. we got to the final of the Europa League and lost to Villarreal we got into this final and that final so he really has to win and for me it's not just about winning a title like for me if, if Manchester United won the Carabao Cup this season I'll not be I'll not see that as progress I feel like he, he needs to win it at least minimum FA Cup win the FA Cup or or do something very like and push Man City or Chelsea. If you don't win the title, push them to like that point where you know that okay, we are losing the title with like just few points. So I think he really needs to show significant progress. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, only only has only, I think only has to win. Yeah. Because in my own personal opinion, I feel if 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 he doesn't, I think he should go. Mm-hmm. Like irrespective of even if he misses the title by one point. I think mm-hmm. because if you look at it over the past two, three seasons, considering the fact that Arsenal have fallen off a bit, so when you look at it, when you look at Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, mm-hmm. Leicester, and Man U, who are the teams who have been in that top five position, yeah. uh, everybody has won a title. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so everybody has won at least two trophies because mm-hmm. even Leicester have won. Yeah. So I don't think so. I think I think it is time for like he has to produce basically. Even yeah. Chelsea with all the turbulence and all, of course, she had to change manager. And we're still able to win something. Leicester were able to, of course, pick up the FA Cup and now the Community Shield and also. I think like 
Yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. I think my point there was that it's not just about winning. Like if if Ole wins the FA Cup and finishes fourth with 15 points behind Man City, that is not a good season for me. So I'm saying that yeah. he needs to win like the title. And for me, that should be like minimum FA Cup, not even the Carling Cup. Then also yeah. challenge Man City or Chelsea, even if you don't win the Premier League. So that's my point. Yeah. Yeah, needs to see that we are uh, from, okay, but we'll get to like both predictions of the season. I really need to see Man you like challenge City and Chelsea, and you will know that okay, this was a tough season, but maybe this other team actually just deserved to win it, but not because uh, sometimes you still get the point where you win a title and you have a bad season, and people just forget about the season and like, okay, at least you won a title. So, me, I, I feel like winning a title is the minimum requirement, but you have to add challenging for like Champions League. Premier League and yeah. all that. Yeah, that's that's the point I was making. But yeah, so <clears throat> let's see. Then what news? Like which new signing are you more are you most excited about? Like I know um, Lukaku is done, Sancho is done, Varane is done, Grealish, Hurricane maybe. Yeah. So who? Um, yeah, <laughs> even Aston Villa has a lot of signings too. So I think for me, I think it will be. I think it will be. I'm interested in Lukaku and I think maybe Sancho. Lukaku and Sancho, right? <laughs> yeah, because I think for Lukaku, I think he has a lot to prove. But mm-hmm. no, I don't think he has a lot to prove no because Lukaku has proven himself. But I think in the context of the way he left Man U, Man U, yeah, in terms of the whole backlash and people yeah. criticizing him and all that, I think even when he left Man U, I think he did a couple of interviews to say like he didn't like the way he was treated and all. So now that he's actually come to Chelsea, so I think that attention, yeah. Will be, will be on him because Lukaku is a proven striker, but I think there's still that question of in terms of the Premier League, yeah, like to do it in a big team or the highest level, too. Yes, yes, at the highest yeah. level. So, yeah. because he has done it for Inter, he has done it for Belgium, he has done it for Everton, yeah. So, now I think it's just this that's left. Then I say Sancho, in terms of well, the hype it has been long, long coming, yeah. Since last season when he was supposed to come and all so uh, I think it will be curious to see if he can handle the pressure mm-hmm. uh, he's quite young but I think it, I think it's a good move since like the Man U team is actually doing well yeah. so far so I think but I'm curious to see like how he will fit into the Premier League considering if you look at um, what happened with Werner and Harvard coming in from mm-hmm. Bundesliga Mm-hmm. I know for this thing, so I want to see if his case is going to be different or if it's going to be similar. Okay, yeah, and um, that makes sense. For um, kind of similar to what you said, like with Lukaku, I, I I I kind of agree or I see the point of like he needs to prove himself to to an extent just because if Lukaku doesn't do so well, then like the United fans can say, you see why we let him go? Like this is the same reason or this are some of the issues we're talking about or something. So I feel like he. I, I'm sure he's coming. Like I, it's coming to Chelsea. Like I can't wait to start scoring and prove these guys wrong. That see what you guys actually miss out on for mm-hmm. from letting me go. You understand? So sometimes it's not about proving himself. It's more about proving a point. You understand? He's a proven striker. Yeah. So I think he's coming to prove a point that I'm actually one of the best strikers out there. And generally, like it's not even about United. To an extent, some people still don't see Lukaku as that top level finish all round finish striker. Like. 
so people don't still put him in the same level as like Lewandowski, the Hurricane, the Karim Benzema. They they just kind of put him like a level below that. So I think this is an opportunity for him to like, okay, I'm actually this, I'm actually at this level. I'm one of the best strikers in the world. I'm as good as Hurricane or even better than Hurricane. And I want to show it because I'm I'm I'm, I'm very physical, I'm fast, and I can score goals. So yeah. I think that's that's something to for us to like really look at. Then secondly, I think I'm more excited about seeing how Varane fits into our like United defense, just because we've seen like Lindelof and Maguire for a long time. We've seen how Lindelof gets like criticized so often and how like maybe oh we are looking for that defender that will complement Maguire. So I'm just excited about like the whole partnership. Like, okay, okay. now you have Veran. How does Ole go about like dropping Lindelof and like how does does that actually improve Maguire or was Lindelof really the pro- problem? And does it sh- and change like the shape? Because most times when my my uh, Manchester United play, we use like um, the uh, uh, Macred, like McTominay and Fred. And I've heard that people yeah. uh, say that Varane coming in will make us play Koba more central and stop using that double pivot. So I'm just really ch- excited to see how Varane coming in changes a lot with regards to some of the points I've mentioned. Like, definitely I'm excited about Sancho too. But like, Sancho is coming in straight to take his position. Like, J- Daniel James or whoever has been playing save and the right wing. It's not like Sancho has his place already. And we, we did not really have a good right winger there. Though Greenwood has done well sometimes, but we don't have the natural right winger. So hopefully he plays well. Or Varane, I think, I, because what I'm saying what I'm saying about Varane is that I don't think Lindelof, in terms of ability, like I don't think Maguire is far off better than Lindelof. You understand? So yeah, I feel yeah. like I really want to see if... Like, me, Varane, Varane too is straightforward. He's straightforward. In the sense that mm-hmm. I, I think he's... Clearly better than both Maguire and Lindelof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think so. I think is so maybe in terms of uh, the friction within the team. So I understand mm-hmm. your point with Sancho. So it's easier for Sancho to just come she because come there in. was no clear right wing like yeah. right winger, especially considering Rashford's injury. Yeah. I know. So it's quite straightforward. But with Varane, so yeah, maybe there might be some friction and all, but. Varane will walk into that yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, exactly. What I'm trying to say is more of, like, with Varane coming in now, what's the excuse for, like, maybe Maguire again? Because there's been that excuse that, oh, he needs a better partner. So, my point is, like, yeah, with no, Varane is not he's here. Going to, he's going to shine more light on Maguire. Yeah, understand. Varane he's is not here. Him. So, we need, like, yeah, we need to yeah, start keeping Because he's going, to be, he's going to be compared to, to someone better. Exactly. exactly. So, I, I, so, so I think I think what will happen to Maguire now is also a bit of what was happening to Varane at Madrid, where idea. he was a good defender, but because the criticism he got was because he was always being compared to Ramos, Ramos, yeah, who was better than him, and so I yeah. think that's what's also going to happen, uh, happen with Maguire now because he's no longer Lindelof. Now somebody yeah. has come in who's a proven winner and yeah. who's better, faster and also I think it's going to but hopefully of course the positive side should be that it will make help Maguire to step up his game Yeah. also. If not I see Maguire and Lindelof fighting for that shit <laughs> yeah. this season. Yeah, okay, that, that, that makes sense. Um, 
So the next question here is like, what was your boat prediction for the season? <laughs> Arsenal to win the league. <laughs> oh. no, my 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 boat position will be Arsenal to make top four actually. Not to make top league. four. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I honestly think Arsenal will make top four. We make top four. So who do that? Okay, before we go, then let me see my both position for the season will be Manchester United to win the league. So if we, if we, I think this is a good segue to, to the next question, which would be like, what's your top six prediction? Because now I'm more excited to know who will miss out of top four for you. So I think, I think City will win the league. Okay, City number one. I think um, um, Chelsea will finish second. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of third, I I don't I'm not I'm not quite sure yet, but yeah. I think it's going to be between Man U and Liverpool. Like okay. I think that with that, I'm going to have to see um, how things play out. But I honestly believe Arsenal will finish top four, especially if you honestly believe that you said honestly, you're honestly yes. you're... <laughs> okay. No, I actually honestly believe that. Because I think if we make the signings, I think we will make okay before end of the season. So I think we should have enough to win top four. And again, I think eventually during the course of the season, once we begin to get to the middle, I think um, Europe is going to tell okay. on a lot of players. So so now the advantage Arsenal has with not being in Europe is not apparent because the season just started. Yeah, that's a good I know, point. But, but I feel when we begin to get into the peak of things, October, November, yeah. December, and um, people begin to travel and um, all these guys begin to have midweek games. and you know, Because basically, among all the, the in quotes, people who are supposed to be in the top eight, virtually Arsenal is the only one not in Europe. Mm-hmm. Even Tottenham in this um, conference league, the other guys are in Europa. Okay. And also, I think it is... I think it is going to tell because basically what it means is at every point in time there will be one full week in terms of preparation and being refreshed and all for this thing and of course with the injuries and all. So I think it will tell with time. So that's why I said, so the major reason why I'm putting City and Chelsea ahead of Man U Man and U. Liverpool yeah. Yeah. is because of that depth. Mm-hmm. If it was in terms of maybe first 11 and all, Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, it's quite even the city and city is still ahead, but I think it will be have been closer. But I just feel city and Chelsea have better squad depth okay, than United and Liverpool, so uh, that's why I'm thinking. So I don't really know who between United and Liverpool will be able to maybe in terms of manage the injuries and all, but I am quite sure injuries will tell on United and Liverpool. I'm convinced, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what happened to Liverpool last season. In terms of that, I know. So, and I, I still don't see that depth in any of the things. But as of now, City and Chelsea will produce two 11s that can compete for top mm-hmm. for top six, basically for this thing. They are, but for United and Liverpool, I mean, when you begin to look at Origi, Shakiri, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't give you any confidence. Yeah, I know. Same thing with. Uh, United in terms of the likes of Mata and uh, I don't even know if that James is a bench player or first level now, but basically, <laughs> but of course, in terms of full strength, Dan James won't be in the team and all. But then you're now looking at people who can 
I don't even want to get into city's bench now, so because yeah. we won't live here. So that's it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from. From um, for me, if I think about the league, I feel I feel United has a good chance of making top two just because I feel like something about the Premier League, like I kind of understand what you talked about, like that whole like long season where you have like Champions League, Europa League and stuff like that. Depending on how the Champions League goes, some Premier League teams might fall down to Europa League like we did last season. Now from a United perspective, I kind of feel like there's still something about the mentality and like and would I say the mentality that is built over time. And I think that's something this Manchester United squad and the manager gained from last season. Manchester United had like a good run and I said I think we went last season unbeaten away. I can't count the number of games that we came back from like losing positions to win. We scored the most goals last season from the second half. So I feel like those are some of the points that sometimes it's not so evident from a point of like when you're looking at statistics. But it's just something like yesterday. Oh, let me let's not talk about the game first. But I've just like I've seen a lot of times like United concede and you just know that you just know that they are still going to come back. That's something that you kind of build upon. And with the new addition to the team, that's just why I feel like I kind of can make a case for like, okay. I see us really pushing to, for the title because even last season, before, at the beginning of the season, nobody gave United that chance to finish top. So I know Liverpool had injury problems, but to an extent, at the point I think that was in December, we actually top of the league. Then at the end of the day, things kind of tailed off, and Man City just kept winning every game because Man City, like like you said, they're very good. So I feel like that's something that people don't realize, but I feel like that's something that the manager has gained on, and also the players too. Yeah, but yeah. my 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 second concern is. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I just feel like some of the players, like like you said, Puba is staying, and he knows that. Yeah, he has to. He has to. Like he's going to be there this season. And irrespective of what happens after the end of the season, this is like him. This might be his last season or not. But he looks like someone who is just ready to like play. But this season, though Rashford is out. We know, like I just like for United, you have players like Bruno, you have Cavani, you have Greenwood, like you have goal scorers, like people who will come in and like pop on, like they just have a way of finding goals. So for me, because and I feel like another thing that helps my is like social to an extent knows his first level. Like that's why with Chelsea to an extent, I'm still not so sure about Chelsea because um, are, uh, Thomas Tuchel is still always changing sometimes this one is here that one is there before you know the left back Chiwell is dropped before you know Timo Harvard like there is no consistency the only consistent player I know in Chelsea to an extent is um, Messi Mount aside Messi Mount like nobody is really kind of like you don't know their first level but I feel like that's something that my still mm-hmm. impact them. Yeah. I get your point but again it's still it's still similar to City in a way Mm-hmm. And it's what we are talking about there. So it, uh, I think it's also a show of the of the quality because with Chelsea now, as much as they change, there's always that significant drop in quality. Mm. That's my point. And if you, and that's the same thing with City. If you remember Man you last season, mm. the few games where, for example, maybe Bruno did not start, mm-hmm. Ole will have to bring him in, in the second half, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's a different game entirely mm. because so that's why i'm saying those guys have an advantage because when man you are not at when man you are at their full strength they match mm-hmm. anybody yeah but once you take out one or two like the drop in quality is significant mm-hmm. like it is so it is so glaring so but with chelsea and it's just like 
the way um, Tuke can um, can switch Chiwell and Alonso. Yeah. And maybe it's just it's just it's just, there's no much noise about it. Yeah. Or as Filiqueta and Rich James and mm-hmm. all for this thing or Jojiho and Kovacic, you get or see like um, the Super mm-hmm. Cup final now, um, Harvard started, mm-hmm. played the full game while the first game it was Mount and mm-hmm. all. And of course, so then of course on the week you have Zier and Pisic and all for this thing. So the the, the the options are the options are much for them. So that's just my concern mm-hmm. because for me the question now is. What happens to Man City if if KDB injures? Mm-hmm. You can say we have the likes of um, um, Foden, Grealish. You understand to step yeah. up. I'm sure last season KDB was out for a while and City won all their games. What happened if like if called Mount injures? You have the likes of you get the um, Harvard. Um, when I can put a shift in, Kovacic can also um, yeah. step up into that position. But when you now begin to say what happens if Bruno injures? Mm-hmm. Today, I don't honestly see a clear pathway for Man U. Mm. Yes, of course, not like you'll begin to lose every single game, but that effectiveness, that guarantee and confidence going into games, I think United will lose it. Mm. And also for me, that is that is my that is my major that's my major concern because with the amount of games, it's easy for something to happen to mm. Bruno tomorrow. For example, so for me, that's that would be my that would be my concern. And yeah. because if you look at if you want to gauge importance now, if you remove Bruno and Pogba, remove maybe KDB and Gundogan, remove mm-hmm. uh, Mount and maybe Kante, trust me, Man you will be the most affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because uh, when you begin to look at the replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get the point. Uh, how that, that's why I was still saying in general, though, like it's still, like you said, it depends on some of like the key players for United's 10 feet, and maybe yeah. the manager not being able to learn how to, like, okay, depend less on some because just because of the way he thinks about it. Like, yeah, you can actually, I think this season a key factor for Ole will be will be how he manages his players, yeah, managing in terms of game time. And I think it will be very yeah. important, so it will be. A, a big determinant of of what happens to Man United. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because he has to, he has to really manage Bruno and Pogba very yeah. well. I I agree with that. I'll just say that. Having said that, though, I still I still see United like have, actually having a good season just because like some of these issues were there last season, and it was it would have been easy to have said the same thing, but I just feel like it's, it's kind of how. The likes of like um, Liverpool too, they kind of had injuries and it affected them. But before then, what really helped them was like their players staying fit. But whenever they were fit, they returned the numbers and they were able to like go for the Champions League and go for the go for Premier League to the season after. So uh, maybe I, I would say if all United players stay fit, and Bruno is a very fit player, just that he was exhausted and everything. He's a player that wants to play every game. He has that mentality, and there's Sancho too. There is, I feel like we actually have a better score this season than last season. The Sancho Van der Beek is still there, he has not left. Kuba is there, and I feel like this guy will want to use more of their players, give more people opportunities, and all. Oh, Rashford is injured currently, but hopefully, my point that I think what I'll say in essence is like, I just believe that some of all these players have grown, they've matured, and I think that is something that is not being mentioned because they've actually they, they are coming a long way now. Like, Rashford 
if he comes back from injury, like he scored how many goals last season and assists. Like if he comes back and is really healthy, that's someone who is still going to give you a lot of numbers. Go back to if he has a good season, he can give you a lot. Bruno too. Greenwood. Greenwood is one of the best finishers in the Premier League and it's maturing. So I feel like that's something that United has this squad of like Man City has that too. And even Chelsea. So I mean it's going to be a very competitive season. Let's um, because if we keep going, we'll just keep going. I can put on this. Yeah, they only have to pick up points against the big six, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be. Oh, that's another good point. It's going to be very competitive. Yeah, and for that top two. Yeah. Okay. So, last question here will be player of the season and top scorer. Who do you see winning player of the season? I think it was Ruben Diaz last season, right? I think it was Diaz that won player of the season. So, player of the season. The thing is, I think it's. I think. I, I think first person I'll call is Bruno. Okay. Bruno is going to be in with a shout. But the thing is, it has mm-hmm. to translate to like titles. Mm-hmm. Like for him, because at the end of the day, uh, no people, nobody really wants to. No matter what you do, once there's nothing true for it, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, just well done. So I think for me, I think the first candidate will be Bruno. If man, you can manage to 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 win something, yes. and again, of course, KDB will always be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, especially because one KDB is KDB. Then, of course, if you begin to add Grealish and Kane, then they have to be the favorite. So for me, I think I think those are the two people I can call in terms of the new signings. The way Premier League is, we'll have to see what you can do first. Okay. So before uh, before we can say, so I'm not really going to train mm. someone's name that maybe has just come in. I know for this, I think I think Lukaku will be a big problem for um, Premier League defenders. But again, yeah. let's wait and see <laughs> first. I know, <laughs> but for me, I think I'm still going to leave it with. I think it's still going to be between Bruno and KDB. Chelsea will be an effective team, but. The way yeah. they play, there's really no standout, uh, standout player. Maybe missing Mount, but missing Mount yeah. is more of an engine room. Not, mm-hmm. I don't think he has the start to be in that conversation of, okay. of player of the season. So. Yeah, that makes that makes no missing Mount is actually a good shout too. I kind of I really don't agree with KDB because I feel like. I feel like K- KDB's overall importance at City might reduce with, like, first of all, the fact that last season they went like how many games that KDB and it was like nobody left the team. So I feel like Pep is saying that, okay, like I can actually, I feel like he might not play every game and he has like injury problems. And like I said, you have a City squad that you can talk about like different people being that important. They're talking about, apart from if they win the title again, that's okay. Most times when, when a team wins the title, you are trying to give the best player award to a player in that team. It's just kind of that bias. But in general, I talk about who would really have the most contributions to like a team in the Premier League. I feel like with that City team, it can just come from, like imagine if they signed Hurricane too. If the City signs Hurricane, mm. like it's it's not really going to be about he may still have a wonderful season, which is sure. But I just feel like City has City will just have too many options and over time Things will just come out from nowhere. Hurricane might be top scorer. They're like, okay, what about Hurricane? Maybe KDB top mm. assist or something like it's. I feel like it's just going okay. to share. Yeah, sure. No, I get, I get your point, sir. But the thing is, it's just like the way 
like Harry Kane was highest goal scorer last season in mm-hmm. like Tottenham, but like he wasn't even really in the conversation for player of the season. And that's because that he didn't win the title. If they had won the title, would have won player of the season. That's, that's what I said. What I'm, that's what I'm so um, so I feel that Man City team, like as much as they do the whole chop and change, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think KDB is like the constant once he sits. Mm, yeah, but KDB season. was not even like top three last season, was he? Like, if you are going to give player of the season last season, he was not there. So that's... no, he, no, he wasn't. Like he had the whole injury issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just assuming he mm-hmm. stays fit. Yeah. But like, in my opinion, a fit KDB for a whole season will always be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's so that's why I said him and Bruno. If KDB is actually fit for a whole season, irrespective mm-hmm. of who is in Man City. Yeah. KDB is going to be yeah, yeah he's, so he's that effective for me. Yeah. I know for this thing. But I think I think Bruno is the favorite. No, for me, I actually go with I'll go with Salah and Bruno. I'll definitely rate Salah over Bruno in terms of someone who is going to contribute a lot to a team. I'll, I'll, I think Salah will have a better a better season than not Bruno like than than KDB. That's just me saying, like like you said, yeah. KDB might come and start scoring and assisting and scoring and I just feel like from a point of like players that really want to make an impact that have that hunger that keeps keeps going I just feel like Bruno Salah would be my favorite like player of the season I actually tip Salah to win top scorer of the season too and it's always on PK too like you have a KDB who would like okay should be taking penalties but sometimes we just let it go so sometimes I feel like it's not it's not hungry enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my point like he's just someone who is not looking after stats so much. He just wants City to win. Let's have a great game and everybody's happy. But on the other hand, Salah is very relentless. Like, it's the ninth minute of the game. He's still trying to score if he has not scored. He's trying to add one more. He's trying to... I feel like that. I feel I see Liverpool having a good season to an extent. And I think Salah might actually win player of the season because he's actually very consistent. That's another funny thing about Salah. He's consistent with like chopping out stats and also I I, I pick I would think he would have a good season from like scoring perspective and also like play of the season. So that's another reason why I feel that's why if you go back to our conversation about like Arsenal making top four, I really don't see that happening. Even top six because I feel like Leicester has a better team. And one thing I was going to ask was like I don't see any player in Arsenal right now that has the character to drive Arsenal to that that we're talking about. Forget about the fact that we know there are plenty, lots of competitions, Champions League and all, but when the game still comes, we still see players turn up. You still see Salah, you still see KDB, you see Harry Kane. Even instead of what they play, you see Bruno. Like, Alba, Alba I really don't know what's, what's happening with Alba. That's why I'm like, which mm-hmm. Arsenal do I see saying like, this is the person that's going to drive Arsenal? You need, you need one or two players that have that level of, like that... That I don't know, but I, I just feel like Arsenal. They don't. There's nobody that I see. And secondly, I feel like Ateta has not really. Like I feel like personally, I don't really understand what Ateta is doing in general. People say he's doing like what is because I feel like for that coach, I kind of get their level. I know what he's doing, but Ateta kind of looks like this coach that is still experimenting. Before you know, this he's angry with this player. He drops the player. He's bringing like I, I still don't get Ateta as a coach. That's why I feel like. I don't see Arsenal making top six though. That's for me, but yeah, I, I would rate. I actually see Spurs. Spurs might actually finish ahead of Arsenal if Hurricane stays. Leicester City, I think, might finish ahead of Arsenal because of the way they do their recruitment and how they, how serious they kind of take things in general. Like they always find a way to win games and all. Then, 
Yeah, then the top four, I'll just say the top four is going to be the top four. So that's kind of like, and Everton too. Everton, I think, has a good team. They have a good manager who is experienced, who to an extent, Rafa Benitez know, should know what he's doing. So I think Everton actually have a good season. You have them in DCL. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I look at Arsenal, I'm wondering which player, except Alba, comes back and has a good season, has a better relationship with his manager, and maybe Laka, and maybe Saka of grades too. But Pate is injured today. He plays two games. He's out again. Xhaka yeah. has been fixing him. You understand? The defence, we don't know who is Arsenal's like, main guy now. Ben White is coming in. Let's see what he has to do. Leno is kind of like... Leno was used to be very good, but now he's becoming like a little bit of a suspect. Terni, Terni can be injured tomorrow again. Like, I was going to say, like, how do you want to make top four with that team where you have people like Salah who is scoring every weekend you have people like Bruno you have like who is that person who is going to like take the games by the scope of the neck and say okay I'm ready to take Arsenal to the next level I really I really don't see that happening like it's not but that's just my own mm-hmm. standpoint from being critical about the Arsenal team but who knows like anything can anything can actually happen yeah okay so that's kind of how we wrap things up for today because today is just like us preparing the new season i think we had a very good conversation any any additional points am i missing out on anything josh yeah i think we've covered it covered it right okay so thanks listeners will be will be coming up with like a preview sorry a review of the of um, game and game week one talk about the games that were played um, this weekend and just talk about the results also we also have like maybe some points or yeah some advice for your fantasy team i know a lot of people are excited about the fantasy a lot of people have joined multiple leagues to make money this season so we'll just <laughs> go through that and most likely we'll, watch, we'll also have like a guest on our next show so stay tuned josh have a great weekend hey have a good yeah, week you too. yeah thanks for joining see you uh, uh, bye